All right, everybody. Happy Nathan McKinnon is signed day. It uh, we we thought it was going to be here. There were you you heard things even coming out of Nathan McKinnon's mouth saying this is close. Uh, and when you hear that, sometimes you think close could be next week, could be a couple weeks from now. Turned out to be about forty eight hours, and a deal is done between him and the Colorado Avalanche. He is sticking around for eight more years. It makes him the highest paid player in the league. Beating Connor McDavid's 12.5, he gets 12.6. Oh, yes, at least for now. But we're going to get into all of that. And the Avalanche brought somebody in on a PTO. How much could that mean for uh, this specific player, Alex Galchenyuk, going forward? A lot to get to today, including... The Athletic came out with a uh, list of players who they believe could have breakout seasons. Three Avalanche players on that one. And that list that we did from the NHL, I think we did that show last week. Those players are not on this list. So we have three brand new players that the Athletic are talking about. But McKinnon is the big story. Let's get to it. You're locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Twelve point five, twelve point six. What's it? What's it mean? It means he's the highest paid player in the league, at least for now. Thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, everybody. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, I am Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Uh, and you can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir, the big news, Nathan McKinnon is uh, hanging around for a little while and uh, eight years, 12.6 per uh, over a hundred million dollars total. And in hockey, that's guaranteed money uh, where it go- I'll get into like the specifics of it. Uh, and it's a full no movement clause for the full eight years. That's not surprising. Uh, it's, it's a done deal. We all, we all kind of figured this was going to happen. And, you know, one of the best players in the league is going to be wearing the burgundy and blue uh, into his late 30s, which is what we all wanted. Yeah. Uh, this will take him till 35. And to put that in relation to Avalanche fans, that's about where Drew Doughty is. Uh, John Tavares, I think he's like 32, 33. And I think that's going to put him in that same department. So if we were all talking about when this deal was rumored, when he was saying, oh, this is close, this is going to happen. We were thinking this is going to be one of those deals that we're going to hold on to forever, and then it's going to age out. At 35, he's still going to be productive. Even if yeah. he's like a like half of what he produces, it's still going to be fine. You could work with that. And the, the money, is, it still works. Like, nothing about this deal is bad. No, I think the only thing, the only question or only concern I think a lot of people have are uh, next year when it kicks in you know it doesn't Mm -hmm. kick in this year you know he's still on that the last year of that deal where he's 6.3 uh oh which by the way he just doubled his number like exact he went from 6.3 to 12.6 and next year the cap is not going to go i think it's only going to go up a million dollars um 
So, and the Avs have some some players that they are that they need to sign, namely Bo Byram and Alex Newhook. Um, I do have their cat friendly up here. If there's, I mean, those are the big names. Uh, but let's see. You know, Comfort is an unrestricted. Evan Rodriguez, obviously. Uh, Cogliano. I mean, these are guys that are not going to command a lot of money. Um, Eric Johnson is, is he's an unrestricted. I mean, he's not going to make anywhere near the $6 million that he's making, but do they bring him back? Um, so you don't, I mean, outside of Byram and new hook, like those are, are the big names. I, they're not going to command massive dollars. Um, I, we talked about this, you know, a week or so ago about what yep. we thought they were going to get. I think the Avalanche, you know, they're, they're they know that that this yeah. isn't like a surprise. They're already thinking about that. They were thinking about that probably two years ago. What are our what's our situation going to look like if we sign McKinnon to an exorbitant amount of money? Now, if you can get through next year and you still have a really good team, which you know they're going to, you you have you have Nathan McKinnon locked up, Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr, uh, Val Nachuskin, Gabe Lant, like you have. <laughs> A solid team locked up. Yeah. It's just those fill-in pieces that are important. What are they going to do with that? That's all well and good. They're thinking about that. But the following year after that, two years from now, cap is going up pretty substantially. And and this number won't seem as bad uh, in two years as it might, as it might next year. I still think it'll be okay next year. But in two years when that cap goes up um, and then – all the subsequent years after that, it keeps going up. This is going to be looked at again as a, a really good deal for Nathan McKinnon. And you got to also think about it this way. You mentioned Cogliano, probably not coming back, probably going to retire after this year. Like I, you don't see you never know. much yeah. and probably the same with EJ. And that's a big condor like contract sitting on the books right now. And that's going to go away. And then this is also at the end of this upcoming season. By the way, preseason starts Sunday, everybody. Get ready. Mm -hmm. Real hockey-ish. But you also got to think, with the moves that the Avalanche also have made with Erod and Galchenyuk, which we'll talk about in a little bit, this solidifies the roster pretty much for this year. Mm -hmm. We don't know what Erod's going to do this season, and we're not tied to him next year. And what we did was we fix the pieces on the roster which we have talked about episode after episode who's going to take the 2c the 3c the 4c we've got it figured out the pieces are there we just got to make it work next year is when we can start utilizing the eagles with these contracts that are going out and this uncertainty you have one more year to let the eagles cook knowing that they are coming in next year contracts are going out we have to work with nathan mckinnon's brand new contract let the Eagles step up. Yeah. Approach this AHL season with that in mind. Keep an eye on the system. Keep an eye on your team. That is going to be the mindset going forward. We don't have to yeah, go out there and piece this team together. We have the pieces in Loveland. Yeah. It's a good point. I mean, it, there is some risk involved with that because, you know, however many prospects you're tapping to come on up and fill roles um it's it's unproven so that's a discussion for for next year but it is something definitely to keep an eye on uh because once again you know the the avalanche team kind of does it looks a little bit different i mean when you lose guys like 
Burkowski and Kadri and Kepler, like your, your team is going to look different. It's going to happen again next year because there's yep. so many unrestricted free agents and something like what you just said likely could happen. It's going to have a different look again, even though these guys are within the system. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, these lines are going to look potentially different next year. Now, as far as the money goes and him being the highest paid player in the league, uh, it's probably only going to last a year. I don't think he's so concerned with stuff like that. I think for now, uh, maybe he's got some bragging rights for it. And then if, you know, Matthews blows past it, because Matthews contract is up after the salary cap is supposed to go up. Matthews might be looking at 14 million in that area. Um, And, you know, McKinnon Cano, if he if, if he wants to, you know, continue to brag about it, which I don't think it's, it's that important to him, he can say, well, you know, my number is based on the past. You know, when nothing went up for a few years, your number is based on, you know, new money coming in and salary cap going up. You always have that, you know, in, in your back pocket. If it, if you want to make that argument, then go ahead and make that argument. I don't think he cares about it. What he cared about was the term. Yep. He he wanted eight years, and if it if it came in at twelve, if they could only negotiate to to twelve, I think he would have taken it. You know what I mean? I think the Avs did him a favor by at least anointing him. You're the high, We want you to be known as the highest paid player, even if it's only going to be for a season. And and you know maybe that's not important to either side, but I think in the end, doing that for him. Uh, makes Al, or excuse me, I don't know why I was going to say Alex Newhook, uh, m- makes Nathan McKinnon say like, okay, like we are on the same page. I want to be here. You want me to be here. You're throwing me that, that olive branch to, to, to make, give me the title at least for a year, but you gave me eight years in the process and that's what he wanted. And I do, I think if it was a little bit less and that's the only thing, if, if the numbers for, for the avalanche said, we can't go high, like we want to, we want to go to 12.6. Well, we can only do 12.3. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been like, fine. Yeah. I got the eight years. I'm still in Colorado. Uh, still a massive bump from, from what he's doing now. And still all sides would have been happy. Yeah. I mean, if, if he really wanted to be the highest paid player, like I'm one of those weirdos that have to have the TV like end on a five or a zero. I can't have it like sit at 27. Okay. So like yeah. he could round that number up to like 13. Like why not 13 and a half? Make it a clean number. It's just a, like a hundred thousand over Connor McDavid. If he wanted to be the richest player, he could ask for it and he could get it. Right. It's not that big of a deal. So it's just enough to say, Hey, you want us the cup, enjoy your year as the highest paid player, knowing that's not what we're here for. It's just a little something nice to have. Right. Um, he got his term. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be in the Colorado avalanche sweater. And he knows this till he's 35 when he knows that's about it. I can't contribute and like I can't feel good if I'm making 12.6 at 37 years old. I'm going to feel he's competitive. Like if you hear him on the 32 Thoughts podcast, he's already thinking about next season. Mm-hmm. He said, I won the cup and I thought it would feel a little bit better than this. He's not satisfied. He wants yeah. more. Yeah. So yeah. like he knows he's going to be pretty on the down turn of his productivity at 35 he could if he wants to be 37 38 i don't think he would be there and i think that would bother him i still think even when this contract is up at any and he's you know 35 years old he's still gonna that next contract is still gonna be a nice contract for him yeah it really will like where go back down to the six i don't even think he'll go there 
Really? I don't know. No, no, no. Hmm. This is going to be one of the, the greatest players to ever wear Avalanche colors. Uh, one of the greatest players in the league. You know, this is going to be something like, you know, Ovechkin's still making a pretty true. penny. Very true. You know what I mean? And like, his buddy Sid. Yeah. So, uh, no, this is, this is his big contract. This is what you, you look forward to if you're a player, uh, your, your 27 and up contract. But no, by no means is this like it for him at 35. When, when, when he turns 35, he'll probably sign another four or five year deal. Um, and I could easily see him making anywhere from eight to 10 on that one. Okay. I can, but it could be more like, I don't know where the league is going to be in eight years. It's true. I mean, this salary cup could keep going up and up and up. And you know, ten would be nothing at that point in time if if we get you know. His, I mean, we're already talking about his next contract, and I don't want to do that. But um, <laughs> but no, I, I I still feel like he's going to be insanely productive even when he's thirty five years old because he's yeah. he's just built differently. Um, the numbers for this, you know, the the twelve point six is the the AAV that that's what the average annual value is. That's obviously what that stands for. Doesn't mean that's what he makes every year. Um, the first three years, actually the first two years, he actually makes $16.5 million. Um, and the, the interesting thing that, that I, you know, it sticks out is, um, his base salary for next, for next season is $775,000, $15.725 million in signing bonuses, uh, for the first two years of that contract. And then it goes down to 16.05 million. Uh, and then 12.15. And then the last four years, he makes $9.9 million. Okay. So those first two years where he's, you know, yeah, the AAV to the team is 12.6. Nathan McKinnon is pocketing over $16 million for the first two years of this. Pretty big deal <laughs> for, for him. That is a huge, you know, we're, we're saying he's going from 6.3 to 12.6. Oh, no, he's going 6.3 to 16.5. He's going to be living living the life. He's going to be loving that. And I didn't bat an eye. He justified in all that money and $16 million worth of chickpea pasta. That's that's a lifetime supply right there, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of – some people are, are – I, I read a lot of comments because I want to know what, like, what people were thinking of this. Um, so I want people, you know, I'm sure there's gonna be many comments, obviously, on our on a YouTube channel of, of this episode. Uh, I think people are kind of feeling like, yeah, he deserves it. I just don't want it to hurt the avalanche going forward. I don't want it. I don't want them to to not be able to sign this guy or that guy or, or you know, how much is going to because they I think what people are doing is looking at what's happening in Edmonton and feeling like the abs are going to like duplicate that. and. All I can say to that is what we always say on this show, trust in Joe, trust, trust in Chris. They have this mapped out. And if for one year they have to kind of like suck it up and not have as good a team as they want, which I still think they they know what they're doing, then they're going to be right back at it the, the following year when the cap goes up. So I wouldn't be as concerned I am as if you're looking at Edmonton, which I get. But Edmonton's got two guys that are very high, not just obviously McDavid. What's uh, I'm going to bring up? They're cat yeah, But go ahead. And, and what, what, you, what you have to think about, like everybody that's saying, I don't want it to hurt the Avalanche. Everybody look down. I bet you're wearing a Stanley Cup Champions T-shirt right now. You're wearing a Stanley Cup Champion hat. You have a replica cup, like I do. Yeah. Guess what? In 2017, well, if I told you 
16 million dollars to pay nathan mckinnon because he's going to get us a cup nobody would care yeah because you are so hungry for a cup at that time 21 years we have a cup and now we're worried about the future we got what we wanted we're doing it the right way trust in joe trusting yeah. chris they know what they're doing let's not start micromanaging the team away from the guys who got us here they know what they're doing yeah so I, I I always lose sight of Dreisaitl's contract. I, I always oh, thought yeah. he was, he's only eight and a half. It's so I think that's why people are looking at it like you have you and he. I think, but no, isn't Nurse Nurse is making more than him? Nurse is making nine point two five. So you have that's Connor McDavid Miko, who's twelve and a half. Miko money. Yeah. So I, I think people are trying to draw parallels between those two, and they just have concern. And, and what I would say to that is, you know, what you just said, like, all right, we, we, we won the cup, you know, there's so much more that goes into it than just your superstar making money. And if yep. the abs didn't prove that to you, I don't know what you were watching. Like there's, there's depth that is there. There's defense that is there. Things exactly. that there's goaltending that is there. Things that the Oilers did not have. Yep. So you can craft a team when you're paying one of your stars, a lot of money. I think the Avalanche are, are proving that. And like I said, if next year, they can't go out and do everything that they want to do and sign everybody that they want to sign. They'll lock up New Hook. They'll lock up Byram. If you know, I don't think they're going to be a crazy amount of money. But if they have to take a year where where maybe they're not the number one team in the year, but they're still going to be a playoff team next year. Let's get real about that. Maybe they're not going to be the cream of the crop. Uh, and maybe they are. We don't know. But let's just say that they're not because of his contract when it goes into play next year. And we just have to 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 play a year where we are, you know, fighting tooth and nail, and and we're not just rising above everybody. That's okay, number one, because that's good. You know that 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 builds character for a team, and it'll be just one year because the the salary cap is going up the following yep. year. Got to suck it up for a year and 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 just be one of the teams and still a playoff team. It, it's not what you want. You want to be that team that's like just blowing everybody out. Uh, but, but it, 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 it's, it's going to be okay in the long run because a lot of the, all these guys are locked up. And when you have that group of guys locked up for a long period of time, you're okay. Yep. You're really okay. So, uh, congrats to Nate. Uh, let's know, uh, let's hear what people got to think about it in the uh, comment section. Fire away. Abs faithful. I think most people are going to be happy about this, but, uh, yeah. All right. Let's hear from Bet Online, and then the ads weren't done making moves. A PTO offer sent to Alex Galchenyuk. What do we think about that? But first, BetOnline.net, your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports for this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games for football, which were like two weeks ago. So no, like week three games. Forget about that. Yeah. And I know Bronco fans are kind of like, let's get going here, Broncos. Uh, I am right there with you. Like the frustration is real. But I mean, this is their preseason. I think sure. weeks one, two, and three are their preseason. So uh, maybe give it one more week, and then I think you're going to see some real Bronco play. So let Russ cook. Play. Yeah. Let Russ cook. Uh, ben Online is also your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports and scores head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the actions betonline.net it's where the game starts uh 
yeah, a couple PTOs went out last year for the abs. Obviously, the big one was Jack Johnson, and that started off very well. Kind of leveled off as the season went on, but was still a, a, a one of those guys that a, a fun guy to root for. Um, and you know, one and done in Colorado, and he has moved on. But I it was getting to the point where I didn't really think the abs were going to throw out a, a PTO, but now that they have to Alex Galchenyuk, I think a lot of people, how we were just saying, and we always say, trust in Joe, trust in Chris. Um, they've, they've done this how many times over now where they bring someone in, whether it's on a PTO or just uh, they sign them for a, a minimum salary, you know, Val Nachuskin, yeah. you, you know, even um, you, not, not, this isn't like, Devon Taves is not in that realm, but nobody expected him to become what he's become. You get yeah. him, um, all these acquisitions. And then we just talked about Jack Johnson. They just seem to be able to take guys and kind of turn them around and, and at least get something out of them. And I think people are kind of hanging on that again for Alex Galchenyuk. So, you know, one of those guys that, very easily could slide into that 12th spot that we're talking about often now. You happy with this? You think this is where it's going or is he going to have to, you know, battle to get, get that spot? Let him battle. He needs Mm. to battle. If you're getting healthy scratched in Arizona, if you're, if your name comes up every trade deadline as being a piece to move out, you need to improve because like if Arizona is letting you go and you're a PTO out of Arizona, this is the end of the road. This is a very Val esque kind of storyline. So um, it's really no harm, no foul to the Avs. It's nice of them that they're giving him a chance. Um, mm. If he could do something, that'd be great. I would like to see him flourish. I know he's got talent. I'd rather had Sonny Milano, but um, yeah, I know. Oh my word. I would have loved that. But well, I would like to see. Um, yeah, does he fit in this lineup? It's already stacked and starting to overflow. So, I mean, that just lights his fire a little bit. Maybe he can make a spot. Yeah, this is not just going to get handed to him. I mean, you don't bring someone in a PTO and then just give him the the job. You would have just <laughs> signed him if that's the case. Um, but, I, it, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm he he was looked so promising, like. Yeah earlier and I say early in his career and it really wasn't that long ago five six years ago um when he was with Montreal let me see so in in so okay so in 14 15 20 goals 26 assists and then he followed up in 15 16 with 30 goals and 26 assists so it was a 30 goal scorer seven years ago um and never has even touched 20 since then yeah. So, uh, and actually, um, his past one, two, three, four seasons, he's had single digit goals. Yeah. So the scoring has just disappeared from his game. Um, this is a team where maybe they can bring that back out of him. You don't know. I think, I think it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a risk. It's a calculated risk. Um, and I think it's one if, they don't feel like he he's he's going to rekindle some offensive prowess that he once had. Um, 
I think they're just gonna be okay. Like the 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 original plan that we had of one of our youngsters taking the spot, we'll just give it to them. Yep. So and and, and you and I mean, me and you, we could put on skates and have a stick, and we could get an assist at least in five games on this team. I mean, right. it's not hard. If you want to score, this is the team to score. And if if you're not showing that you can do it, we, there's no we don't we don't have loyalty to you. We really don't need you. We're giving mm-hmm. you a chance. Like it's a turnkey operation. If you want to be a part, you got to do your part. So, and uh, you know, a lot of people want to say like, oh, he played on Arizona. It's like, okay, well, there's there's got to be some people that stand out on Arizona, and and he's he's a veteran at this stage in his game. Yep. And if he couldn't be that guy on Arizona, I don't really have faith that he's just going to miraculously like turn it up. I think he'll be better. I, like you're saying. Like, like we could put on skates and be better on this team. Um, so I think he'll be better, but he he's not, he's kind of a liability defensively, but I don't know if that's just because again, like if you're playing on Arizona and nobody else is playing defense, why should you? Yeah. Maybe that's the mentality he had. I don't know, but um, you know, we, we've, we've seen this, this story before and we, uh, as avalanche fans, we will always go back to Valentuskin on this stuff. I'm not saying uh, you know, in a couple of years, the Avalanche are going to sign Valchenek to an eight-year contract. You know what I mean? Like that—that's, you know, not going to happen. Save this episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but could he? Could he be that guy that just fills in a, a fourth line? Um, sure, he could be. But I think it remains to be seen. I think he—he he need, he needs to to do some some work. And even last year, we were proven wrong with, with Jack Johnson. Yeah. I I didn't think he was going to make the team at all. I, I thought he was just too old of those, too slow. Um, and he is. <laughs> but, you know, for some, for some of what he could present to the abs, it worked. And I felt the same way about Darren Helm. Like, when he came in, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, he's, he's at the end. Like, he's there's you're not going to get anything. And he's one of the highlight package moments in the playoffs. So, yeah. I mean, Helm's got speed. And and when, when you have speed, like, you're valuable somewhere. Maybe it's the so, Red Wings stink yeah. that's still on him. I get it. Yeah, right. That's yeah, probably, is. probably. So, uh, we'll see. But you know, that's the two moves that the Avalanche made. Obviously, signing Nathan Kennan and bringing in a PTL with Alex Galchenyuk. So we'll just have to take a wait and see approach. I don't think anybody's expecting miracles. I don't think anybody ever does when uh, a PTL comes in. But we shall see. All right. Finally, uh, the Athletic came out with their own uh, list of players who they think could have breakout seasons. And like we said, we did one, what, last week, I think it was, about uh, the NHL Network came out with a list of their own. And um, on that one, it was Bo Byram and Alexander Georgiev. Yeah. Those two guys are nowhere on this list, uh, but there are three Avalanche players that are. Excuse me. Um First one is uh, Arturi Lekkanen. They put him on there, and I'm not going to go through everything that they they say, but the gist of it is kind of what we're saying with with Galchenyuk being on a, a better team. He might, you know, produce something uh, to a much bigger extent for Lekkanen. They're just yeah. saying that he is on. He he's going to have more ice time on the Avalanche. More is expected of him with Kadri being gone. He not that he's going to fill Kadri's role, but he just needs to fill a, a bigger role in terms of production on on the team. 
So they feel like, uh, you know, this is the year to kind of watch uh, Arturi Lekkanen. And I, I would definitely agree with that one. Would you not? Oh, a thousand percent, especially with how many people are falling in love with him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about a whole regular season with that. Oh, I think he's going to quickly become a lot of Avalanche fans' favorite player next year. Yeah, you were saw you, you were seeing signs of of what he could do mm-hmm. uh, come playoff time, and now that he's just been with the team, you know, in the off season, and and he's more familiar with the surroundings. I think, yeah, you're going to see a, a great, great season from Arturi Lekkanen. In their honorable mentions section, they have Alex Newhook in there. Um, and this blurb is kind of short, so I will read that one. Kadri and Burakovsky's departure mean there's an additional middle six minutes to grab. Even after the Evan Rodriguez signing, Newhook could be a candidate to fill the 2C role or play a prominent third-line role. Uh, in any case, he's likely to assume a bigger role, uh, one that he should be poised to take advantage of, giving his speed and skill. Kind of like some of what we've been saying for most of the offseason with Alex Newhook. The skill is there. Uh, is is this, is it just too early to kind of throw him into the 2C limelight and just, you know, go with the growing pains? I don't think so. But I do. Like, even if he doesn't get that role, he's still going to be a very big part of this team. And, yeah, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say breakout potential, but significant improvement in terms of numbers, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. To all those on YouTube that say I hate Newhook, it's a lie. I loved him in his college game. I was championing his um, call up to the Avs roster like I am Sampo now. So I like Newhook, and I would like to see him step up. I would yeah. like to see what he could do in the new role. They're attacking you on YouTube. I'm he, telling you, he likes Alex Newhook. I I, I, I can vouch for him. Uh, I think he's he's he doesn't want to just you know he wants to see it before yeah. he throws his weight behind him. I get it. Uh, but one guy that you have always thrown your support behind, uh, and I saved this one for last, clearly. I have my have, headphones all the way up. They have Pavel Francos on this list. Not in the honorable mention section. In in the meat of the article. Uh, Pavel, and they don't they don't list these. They don't rank them like one, two, three, four. Although um, I think Cole Caulfield was number one. Let me see quick. Makes sense. Uh, the first one that they taught, I don't want to say number one. The first one that they list is Cole Caulfield. The second one that they list is Arturi Lekkanen. But again, there's not like one or two next to them. So I don't know if they're, and I don't think they're alphabetical. No, because they have Stutzel and then Francois. So, but they have Francois on here. Um, and they don't really talk much about him like in a, in a competition with Georgiev. I mean, they mentioned Georgiev, obviously, but they kind of throw out there, like, if he can stay healthy, um, he's shown he can perform. So why would the Avs not at least look into him? as? And they're not even saying if Georgiev plays bad and Francois stays healthy and plays good, you know, do they kind of like ships passing in the night and, and Francois becomes the number one. They're just flat out saying if he stays healthy and plays well, it'd be beneficial for the Avs to maybe make him the number one starter. I mean, I could have wrote that article. I have been saying this um, since your give came in. Like, he has the talent. He he had shutouts last year. And, the, like, we've seen what he could do when he's healthy. Like, the, everything is primed for this being Frankie's team. And I completely agree with what they're saying. As long as he stays healthy, um, game recognizes game. And it's, he's going to take it over just by his his skill alone. Like, 
you talk about your gif and its inconsistencies i feel like that is going to rear its ugly head and you're going to drop one of those games that you shouldn't against winnipeg or seattle with him and goal and you're like you know that game we played with frankie and net it felt a lot better and i mm-hmm. feel like that's where the edge is going to start coming in yeah they even you know bring up grubauer say so it's also worth remembering then when that when uh grubauer went from being a solid number two in washington to becoming a vesna finalist in 2020 2021 uh, the point is that Georgiev and Francois have a soft landing spot. Nobody's mistaking Francois for a clear-cut starter, but could be, or excuse me, but could he be a decent one A in front of an elite team? I don't see why not if he stays healthy, especially since he overcame his playoff demons from last year. So, uh, if nothing else, this just goes to what I've been saying: like we just don't know for the Avalanche and goal. And, and that is what it is. And how people are kind of like going after you for being like uh, anti-Newhook. Uh, there's some people that maybe want to come after me for being like anti-Georgiev. And that is just true. not true. That's true. Um, I, I want the guy to do good. I am going to pull for him as, as much as I pull for any player on the avalanche. Uh, but how you're kind of there, like see, like a wait and see approach with Newhook, or I need to see more from Newhook, is totally where I'm at with Georgiev. Um, has he been given the 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 games and the time to do it. He hasn't. So that's, you know, that's not fair to him. So uh, I will allow that to happen, but we know what we have in Francois. And, but is that just a backup role? I don't know. Can he take on a bigger role if need be? He's done it sometimes in the past, not, you know, we need you for the rest of the season. Um, he was heading that way, but COVID yep. shut the season down. Because uh, we knew Grubauer was going to be out for at least until the playoffs that year. Um, so it's just, again, like we're just talking about the, the goalie situation for the Avs as a big unknown. So could Francois take it over by the end of the year? Sure, that could happen. Anything could happen right now for the Avalanche and goal. And and that's just the fact. That's just where we're at. So Yeah, it's we'll see. Frankie's body is the only thing that's hindering yeah. him from taking that spot. Yeah, so... All right, everybody, uh, that is going to wrap it up for today. We were going to do the crossover with Seth from Locked on Wild, but when all this stuff happened with the Avalanche, we postponed that a day. So we should be doing the the Locked over, locked over, locked on crossover with uh, Seth from Locked on Minnesota Wild tomorrow. Until then, what a day. Uh, we got him locked up, and I think everybody's breathing a sigh of relief. It didn't bleed into the season and bleed into next year where everybody's, like, holding their breath day in and day out. Is he going to leave? Is he going to get some, uh, a huge number from someone else? Not happening. Nathan McKinnon hanging around for eight, nine more years, including this year. So True. Yeah. Plus. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. As always, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. See you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.